Welcome to the Winner Circle with Derek Pang and Bianca Leger. On this podcast, we'll introduce you to real-world heroes who have stepped outside their safe, known worlds to pursue and live their win, their best lives. This is a choice we all get to make. The intention behind these conversations is to uplift, inspire, and empower you to move forward with greater faith, trust, and belief in yourself on your hero's journey ahead. Let's go, hero. All right, we are live, and I'm very excited to bring and introduce you to today's guest. On today's episode, alongside co-host Bianca Leger, we interview a certified Hungry for Happiness food and body coach, a Reiki healer, a one-to-one female embodiment guide who holds many fitness certifications, including personal trainer, Pilates, yoga, and fitness nutrition. With a background in fashion marketing, she still finds herself in love with personal style and using fashion as a means of art and self-expression. This interest has led her to create Good Vintage, which focuses on small batch vintage clothing and other pre-loved goods. Welcome to the winner circle, Brittany and Friesen. Thank you so much for having me, Derek. It's so nice to be here with you guys. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm just so, so excited. <laughs> <laughs> So this episode, as we were talking before, um, it's a very positive, uplifting, inspiring episode. And the first question uh, is as such, and that is, what do you love about your world right now, Brittany? What do I love about my world? I think, honestly, the one thing that I absolutely love is my group of my girlfriends. And um, it's so funny because I traveled, traveled around a lot and here and there and being back in Toronto and like kind of having a little bit of a home base. I've just really, really reconnected and, um, with old and new friends. And it's just no matter what life throws at you or what, like there's so many shifts always and everything's always changing, but my group of like girlfriends just feels like home feels like family. And I, I, I absolutely can say, I love, I love that about my life right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So speaking about old friends, Brittany Bianca is an old friend of mine. We used to work together way, 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 way back in the day. And it's been over a decade since we last connected. Yeah, and it has I've been watching crazy. Oh my gosh. I've, I've been watching her online, just exploring the world, teaching yoga, all these different trainings. She's lived in Indonesia, she's been in, in Thailand, Toronto, so many amazing things but one consistent through the time that I worked in New Brit is she's just such a shining ray a bright light and I'm excited to introduce the guest to her with this call um so in order for people to get to know our guests a little bit better Brit is I asked them this very important question and it's what is your mission and our mission is always changing but our mission Mm. serves as our guiding north star that leads us on all that we do whether that be personal professional and everywhere in between so in order to to catch up to get us to catch up to speed with you and where you're at right now Britt what is your mission here in this reality plane Mm, that's a beautiful question and I've thought about this before and the the one thing that always comes up for me I think would you just find out like what feels like what has been with you since you were like a little child and like what's consistent right is um 
I feel like I always just am here for bringing love, love, love and light to the world and, and helping other people feel uh, at home with themselves and comfortable and just, um, yeah, just some love and just to feel heard. And I feel like in my life, I've kind of gone up and down trying to find like a physical home, a physical, you know, purpose or whatever that was, but um, just feeling like love and at home in, in themselves. And yeah, I think that's my mission. That's my, my mission. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you and I, Britt, we both traveled the world collecting so many tools on our tool belts, whether that be our yoga trainings, our fitness trainings, yeah. and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So which tools that you hold on your tool belt are you most excited about right now and that you're using? So right now definitely would be, yeah, exactly. I've been collecting certificates for so long and you're like, oh, after this one, then that'll be good and I'll have this and that. And the one thing um, right now that I really, really love and I feel passionate about is um, my Reiki. Um, I don't know if you've ever received Reiki or know anything about Reiki, but it's just an energy healing. It's just a beautiful um, modality that... Um, doesn't it's not like uh, someone else is healing you it's a tool that you can give to someone that they can really just heal themselves mm -hmm. because I think we all are always looking for something to fix us some someone to um someone to call home someone to you know whatever um numb us out of our our personal reality and and uh, I feel like Reiki for me and for many people is just this beautiful um, modality that um, can heal the, the physical body, emotional body, spiritual body. And it's just, uh, it's just beautiful and kind of just brings a, awareness back to you. Right. Because I think we are searching, it's just human, a human thing to search for home and, and search for comfort and what feels right. And, um, when we can give that to ourselves, then we can feel at home anywhere in any situation. And we don't have to pull from our external, from any external validations, you know? So, so that's exciting. And, and just being able to use that in the facet of also, um, helping women feel at home in their bodies. Um, just like when we don't have a physical home, we, when we don't feel at home in our bodies, <clears throat> And men too, but especially specifically for women, um, feeling as if, you know, if they're not good enough, well, society puts all these, um, what we should, what we should look like and what we should be or what we should have, right? Like we're not good enough and being able to, being able to feel at home and at comfort in our own bodies and in ourselves. Um, so we don't have to find a home in any situation that um, could be destructive to us or isn't for us, right? That we can always come home to ourselves and in that way, um, create a wheel that everybody else around us in our worlds can feel like they can be themselves too. So, so yeah, so I'm using my coaching uh, when I did Hungry for Happiness. It was a 10 month course and it was all about 
um, using different modalities to get into our body and not use um, food, alcohol, anything, any external validation or anything that could just numb us out and to be in the moment and uh, like with ourselves and even when even when it's shitty, like to sit in, in with ourselves and everything that we are and just be able to sit in that and um, move through it rather than away from it, you know, when you can really feel all, all aspects of yourself, the highs and the lows, because if you can't feel the lows, if you keep running away from them and try to find something to fix, to fix it, you can never feel the highs, you know, as well. So yeah. So, 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 so yeah, Reiki and um, just like helping women um, really just break out of this what society has told us that we need to be or what we need to have, that we need to have a, a boyfriend or a, or a whatever, or be perfect and have all these things and just really coming into our, our power because I really believe in like the power of the female energy and the collective. And I can feel it rising, the energy in the world already and even as I said in my group of girlfriends it's like it's changing like what's expected of us and I think it's amazing yeah so I could go on and on about that forever but (laughs) it's so nice just to hear your passion in it as you speak of it and we just had a guest recently um who was a Reiki master as well and um I'm curious to hear about what got you into Reiki because you were in a program called um, something hungry for hungry for happiness. Yeah. For happiness, a beautiful. Mm -hmm. And then you're doing Reiki now. So it's like, um, you went straight to the energy of, of, I feel like when we're playing with energy, we're going to the, to the deepest layer of of everything. Mm -hmm. So I, um, I'm curious about what got you into Reiki and, and how you practice it now. Yeah. So I actually, before any, before my hunger for happiness, before even, before even my yoga, I think, um, I was in Bali and this was like, I did like a three months kind of like journey and I was just finishing up in Australia. I'd been there for a long time. And, uh, I was like, as Derek was saying, I was like getting all these certificates and doing all these things, but the one thing that really called me was Reiki and I had done my Reiki. I got my Reiki master in Bali and, um, with a man there who he barely even spoke English. So it was like a really interesting, it was a really interesting experience and I just felt really called to it. And I just could just, I've always been able to just feel the energy so deeply. And I've even with myself gone up and down. So, so I did that. And then, um, when the pandemic hit, um, I, I was like, I just need to get, I I literally, as many of us, I reached like kind of a low. And I think this whole, all of, you know, this year and a half has been so ups and downs and it's, it it is a journey, right? It's a total journey. It's like, sometimes I'm like, I hit, I'm like crash. But the one thing that got me, um, got me sort of out of it, out of, out of the lows was, was Reiki and just, um, just watching it work 
as in just like clearing because when we work through it we work through the chakras right and we work through the body as a whole and so when we have certain energies blocked in our system that we're walking through life in and they're blocked we can't move through all of our full expression right and we feel yeah so um so anyways i i was like since i had taken this course a while ago I always knew that I loved it, but I wanted to explore it a little deeper. So I ended up retaking my Reiki um, with a woman here in Toronto, the urban healer, Tamea, who she's amazing. And um, so I took a couple of courses with her and kind of like re reestablished myself within the Reiki and just kind of learned a little bit more about it, went deeper and um yeah. And now I absolutely, I absolutely love it. And I feel like it's, it's the one thing that because I love it, I love it so much because it's like, you can really, it's a tool for people to be able to feel it in, feel it themselves and move through whatever they're going through um, on their own without having to use or, you know, use all these other things, but just using our own energy and kind of like focusing, putting our focus on on that um yeah so yeah if that answers your question i don't know yeah yeah i think that's a great answer and i was wondering if you could exemplify um how this works so let's talk you mentioned you've gone through many ups and downs throughout life but in particular over this pandemic Mm -hmm. um there's been lows so let's can you just exemplify one low or just an example of something that you've been dealing with during this pandemic and how you use Reiki and other tools to help you overcome this challenge? What did that process look like for you? Mm, That's a good question. Okay. So probably some of the lows were just feeling, um, feeling like, you know, post pandemic, I felt so free and that I could just, I could get it. I could do anything, go any, you know, like as we all kind of were living and uh, I felt when it, it, you know, happened, I felt very trapped, um, trapped with myself, trapped with what am I going to do for work or this or, you know, being able to be to move freely. Um, but I definitely um, one thing was finances um, and um, relationships. And I felt very, there was some times that I felt very alone, like very, very alone. And it was, it was scary because it's like, I was forced to just be with myself and to trust in some, and trust in the universe of the universe that was supporting, supporting me and that I, I was supported and that we all are always supported. Right. And it's like what we focus on and what we put our energy into is, um, sort of our, is, is our reality, what it becomes. And, uh, I just focused on, uh, getting my inner, getting my energy back up. And it was literally in days and weeks, it was amazing how supported I felt, how, um, I got, I was able to get an amazing job and, um, that took me traveling throughout the whole pandemic and, um, I was able to get a lot of support, um, just through, just through, you know, Reiki, but also just focusing on, on getting my energy, on getting on my energy, right. And, um, believing that there is something higher, um, 
protecting us and um, taking care of us all. And um, yeah. Wow. Do you find that when you align your energy, everything around you changes naturally, or you also have to take some steps for you to get that job, for you to create the changes? Because I, I do believe that what is happening on the exterior is a reflection of what's happening inside. But I also wonder about um, how much force do we need to exert on certain things to create change? Um, yeah. Or should all our focus be inwards and align, aligning our energy? Where do you find the balance with that? Yeah, that's a good question. And I think the one, the one thing that popped in my head when you said that was, um, being able to take those steps because when we're, when our, when our energy is, or when our energy isn't aligned and when we're stuck in a story in the past, right. It's the one word I can think of is just fear. And when you're, when you can step through the fear, step into the fear mm -hmm. and, and, and step into all the, the dark parts, parts of you that, you know, feel ashamed or that don't feel worthy of what you can have. And you, um, open yourself up to accept those things as well as the good things, right? Accept all aspects of yourself. And then I feel like then that's when you can, you can, there's motion, right? You can put your actions into motion and then you can like step forward without, even if you're scared and keep going and keep going and keep going um, one step at a time and believe that you are worthy of, of everything that you desire. And I think too, also just having like, having a goal of like what you actually want what you and and not worrying about the hows and um you know how, how is it going to look like to get there like how am I going to do it but just have a desire of your goal and how does that goal make you feel like what is the feeling that you want to curate throughout the entire system and just bringing that feeling of how you want to feel into like every area of your life, e even when it looks like not the best, you know, like even when you, you aren't living exactly where you want to live or when your relationships aren't where you want to live, like how does that person show up and showing up as that person all the time? Um, even when you're like, oh my gosh, this is like, I've, this isn't, this isn't exactly what I want, but just keep going through and just knowing that like falling back and being like, you are, you are, you know, so something is catching you and you are going to be okay. And, um, I think for a lot of years, I also was always just like, oh, the universe is like protecting me and whatever. And, but I would just get thrown things and, you know, life was good. Like I, I would get good things, but but then at the end of the day, I would just keep coming back to myself and being like, okay, like, you know, and then when you're stuck with yourself, you're like, well, what do you actually want? What do you actually want to create? And like creating that feeling in every area of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Because we really yeah. are chasing feelings. Yeah. We just want to feel good ultimately. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's such a good reminder. It's all we need to hear sometimes that, um, we are worth putting that energy into ourselves and taking that step and just hearing somebody say it is just it's so soothing and inspiring and it's crazy because just having you say it is a reminder that sometimes it's all it takes for somebody to go and make take that step so totally. 
Yeah. Another thing that's really alive for you right now <clears throat> is your work as a body acceptance coach. And a lot of that has its origin in your Hungry for Happiness 10-month course with Samantha Skelly. Um, can you get into that course? What drew you to that course? What helped you push past the fear and cross the threshold in enrolling? That's like a very expensive course um, and a, yeah. very com- a huge commitment. So there's a lot of fear in just enrolling in that course. And then um, what did you learn in that course? And what did you take away and implement into your own coaching and yeah. um yeah get into that Brit. well I think um what even drew me to it I think it was a podcast uh it was someone's podcast I heard and I was like oh I was in New Zealand at the time I was living in New Zealand and I was just uh just going through the motions of life I wasn't really like no real main goal but I just always and I was doing oh, I was teaching yoga at the time and I, yeah I was just kind of like I always loved working with with the body and um and I found I was finding though exercise was sort of a means of an escape route right and escape to like get out of my body sometimes get out of my head and into my body but it was becoming more of like an addiction for me as well and I just I just knew that there was just so much more that I wanted to give that I had inside of me to give as we all do right but we're like oh no one will listen no one will care like whatever I'm not good enough this blah 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 but I was listening to this podcast and I was like I actually remember where I was I was getting I was was listening to it in my earphones I was getting my nails done (laughs) and I was like oh my gosh this girl is like literally this she's like her this mission because often I find too it's like when we don't you know act on our our mission and our goal it it pops up, right? Like we see it in other people, like those people like kind of cross our paths. And uh, anyways, and I was just like, oh, I've got to do this. But yes, Derek, you're right. It was very expensive. It was a big commitment. I also moved from New Zealand back to Canada midst doing the course. And it was a huge, huge journey. And um, I was struggling with like my own body issues and using food to numb, using exercise to numb, and just sort of like trying to escape. Um, one of the main things that the course did and uh, helped me do is, is, is now I never like eat emotionally to numb out or use food as like a kind of distraction. Right. Um, which, which I was doing and, um, putting so much as women do, and men too, but I mean, putting so much emphasis on my outer appearance and like what I looked like, but for other people, like not for me, I was, it was, it was for other people. And now I can fully say like, after doing the work and going in and we, we did lots of energy work and that's why I kind of like got more into doing more of the Reiki with it and, and, uh, a lot of other modalities, um, lots of like, um, she uses lots of, she does lots of like Tony Robbins trainings. And, um, I did a lot of Joe Dispenza work as well. And, um, just using the mind, but really just being able to curate this like body in this home that I'm like, I love my body and I love myself for me, you know, not for anybody else. And I think that's so important because it's like, that's at the end of the day, all that matters. And it's the same as like, you said the journey of like coming home 
And I always find it so funny because home for me was like, it never felt like Winnipeg. Like that was just not home. And home for me is like being with my friends that I love and being, yeah. But anyways, finding that home within my body was like the biggest journey of all for years and years and years. And I used food and alcohol to numb out completely. Um, and finding, finding comfort in my own self and who I was, um, I think I was able to find that through going into like deeper, darker parts of myself and accepting and loving that person and going into like inner child work, um, which I like to do with clients as well. And going through all of, all of those motions, um, was a beautiful, beautiful life changing experience for me. And it's still a journey, but Mm -hmm. I, but when I look back, even like before I took the course, I was like, oh my gosh, I was so, so lost. And I feel like, you know, it's, we'll always be finding different parts of ourselves, but, um, I, I feel like I'm okay with, with, all different variations of myself and from where I, where I was and where I am and where I'm going and who I am and being okay with not being okay, I think is, um, what really, what was the point of, of, of change, of pure change for me. And I think that's society and, people that's that's why there's so many so much hurt and so much pain and so many distractions it's like we're not okay with just like being with ourselves and being in all that so so yeah so to answer your question it was a huge commitment it was one of the best decisions I ever made in my life um and going through it was hard because I almost had to I, I couldn't feel the full effects probably till like months after I had even finished the course. Cause I was just integrating all of the work in myself. And I, and I, I finally feel, you know, quite confident in, yeah, in, in myself, in my body and finding that home in my, in these bones um, is, is so beautiful. And I, I want to share that with other with other women with, and men too. But for me, it's my passion is really with like the woman and just like rising up and like bringing, bringing up the power that's been like, you know, taken down for like, you know, our whole life and really bringing it back. And, and so that we can have a voice and we can have a power and, um, do it for, for ourselves and not for, um, how society wants to portray us. Mm. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. So you mentioned um, using food to numb. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's talk about that. Like, how do you advise clients that are using food to numb or alcohol to numb or gambling or sex or drugs or what can we do with that numbing behavior? In those moments, I feel like when you want to numb and, and going back to like what I was talking about before with feelings, when you want to numb, what is the feeling that you think this food or this alcohol or having sex with this person or doing whatever, 
what's the feeling that you want to get from that, from, Mm -hmm. from that action. And then, and then can you ask yourself in that moment, okay, how can I give myself this feeling in another way? What can I do to soothe myself? What can I do to love myself in a way that isn't, isn't going to hurt me or whatever in the end, or mm-hmm. what can I do? In this moment? And it's, it's interesting because I actually went through, when I came back to Toronto, I did some therapy and I, the best thing my therapist said to me, she was like, Brittany, she's like, in those moments when you're at your low and, you, and you're just like reaching for something and you need something or you need to talk to somebody, right? And those are the moments that like rarely ever in the moment when we are like needing help, do we get it in that moment, right? Like no, no one seems to be answering their phone or this or that, but like when we really, really need something, it's often, we, we don't get it in that moment, but it's in those moments where we have to learn to um, self-regulate what we need and take care of ourselves in that way. And, and I think when we do that, instead of reaching for, for something, when we can really give ourselves what we need, um, soothe our inner child, have, have our uh, inner child kind of t- take the lead and, and give them a voice, um, because our inner child has been around longer than our, our now selves, right? So they know, they know us so well and on such a deep level, but oftentimes we ignore, we ignore their voice and we ignore what they really need. Um, and yeah, so I would just, I would just say, what is the feeling that you're trying to gain from this action, from eating this food or overeating, right? Like binge eating and that cycle, it's, it's, it's crazy because probably like, I would say, I don't even know, like 80% of women that you talk to have had some sort of eating disorder, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, um, it's so, so sad and it's so detrimental and it's, it's more than just the physical. It's, it's so much deeper than that. And because as humans, our main goal is to be, to be we want to be loved, right? We, well, as women, it's our, we need to be loved. That's our number one. For men, it's, they need, we need to feel wanted, right? And needed. Mm-hmm. And when we can't get that, when we, or if we fear that we're not going to get that by not looking a certain way or whatever the case may be, we, our fear gets so heavy. And it's like, literally like this trauma response that we, our body is just like, oh my gosh, like they're not going to love me or this or that. And, uh, yeah, we get so, so we get, we get scared, right. We get feared. And, and that's why too, like using the Reiki and like just opening up all of our, all of our systems, uh, can just really soften, soften us as, as humans and tapping into, into our own power and, and take it back rather than uh, depending on anything outside of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned the inner child a few times. What is the inner child? How can we connect with the inner child? Um, what have you found on that road? 
Yeah. So, I mean, the inner child, um, some people have heard about it, some people haven't, but the, our inner child is basically our younger self. Um, and a lot of the times, if certain things have happened, like way back when, as children, that we, that were traumas or that we perceived as traumas because we did not have the tools to, um, to help ourselves in that moment when we were younger, whatever, it, whatever it may be, you know, um, it could be someone just telling us that we're, that we're ugly or that we're fat or that, or whatever it may be. And if we weren't able to, in that moment, um, like heal that we carry it with us, right. Throughout, as we get older and we aren't able and you know and then, then then when we get the tools to to figure it out to understand it we we can we can heal it but we have to go back to that moment of time and think what was it that person said that I was ugly or that person said that I was stupid right and so so then in your adult life you may keep coming back to oh I'm too stupid to do anything I'm too stupid to do that I can't I can never finish anything I can't do this so it keeps coming up until we go back and we connect with our inner child, connect with that moment of time and ask ourselves in that moment, what did I need? Um, what, what did I not get? And, and give ourselves this compassion and love like for, for, for you know, maybe not having for, for that inner child and having compassion for that, that little, our younger self. Um, Cause our inner childhood, like I said, has been around longer than our adult self. Right. So they're there and there's this voice and it just keeps coming up and up and it's just going to like loop around. So um, I do with my clients and I've done a lot of like near work with my inner child and just um, meditations of being able to look at, look at yourself through your younger selves eyes and having compassion for them and also as an old your older self just looking at them and just saying I'm sorry I you know I'm so sorry for not listening to you I'm so sorry that you felt that way you know how can I help you I and kind of commit to to loving that, the, that part of you and what happened to you and feeling compassion for it and just seeing it, right? Because when we can just bring light to the darkness mm -hmm. in whatever that may have looked like for us, we can, um, we can heal. It's all about mm -hmm. just bringing light to the darkness and bringing up, bringing up all of the shit, right? So that we have this beautiful base, this beautiful base to stand on base to grow from because and beautiful things can grow for, from that point whereas if we are blogged up as in so many of us are right and so many things and if we can't take a deeper dive and be like what did i really need in that moment and and have compassion for yourself for mm -hmm. how it happened yeah mm -hmm. yeah one one area that you mentioned that a lot of people get stuck on is the area of body image. So they're exercising to look better or dieting, and they're so concerned mm -hmm. about how they look to impress the external to help to um, impede like to help uh, like for others. 
Yeah. So talk to us about that body acceptance. What have you learned through that, through your time in Hungry for Happiness and beyond? I really just feel like, yeah, body acceptance is a huge, huge thing. And, and like I said before, it's like, it's almost like when we, especially as women, when they're going, when we don't feel like we're loved and accepted or when we put such a, we put our in our body image on such a pedestal right and that could have been from even I know I did I did that and that was just from a young age right if you're being praised for the way you look or this or that it's like you feel like you you have this expectation that you have to live up to right and it's like real for other people and it's like really really detrimental because obviously society is just trying to sell us every everything to to look a certain way and um, so I feel like, yeah, body acceptance is really has nothing to do with our physical body, but it has everything to do with, with our mind and where our mind goes and what we, what we, what we see as love, right. Where we get love from. Mm-hmm. And, um, when we can, again, go back to the root, give ourselves love where we need it give ourselves love, you know, not from anything else, not from anyone, but just from ourselves and, um, be with ourselves and love ourselves. Even and I tell, I've had clients and even for myself too, it's like, love yourself. Even if you're 10 pounds heavier, 10 pounds lighter, it's like, can we love ourselves the same? Can we like not put so much emphasis on like that goal of like looking a certain way, but how are you feeling in every single moment in every single phase? Right. Um, then I feel like you can accept, you can be happy no matter what you look like. No, you know, because you know that you are loved and it's all about coming home to yourself having that space to come back to. Otherwise, if we don't have that space in ourselves or we don't have that feeling of, and it's self-love, it's like, it's blasted all over everything now. It's like, it almost doesn't mean anything because it's just everywhere. Self-love, self-care, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, really like, what is it? It's like really feeling, feeling home inside your body. Just like when it, how it feels like to come home when you don't have a space to feel at home in. You, you'll just search for home in, in so many other things, right? In any sort of distraction that you can get. And it's just the same as coming into our bodies. How, how can you feel at home in your body, you know? And a lot of the times, sometimes um, it's being, you know, hard on yourself, not hard on yourself, but it's understanding yourself and uh, taking away certain distract it's not always about adding things it's about taking away taking away like maybe taking a break from dating taking a break from from certain things and just like being with yourself um it can be hard it can be sticky but it's the the ultimate best thing that you that you're able to do for yourself and so that you can create that home always and when you can do that and align yourself to what feels good for you what is meant for you will always come running towards you. You're not going to have to run towards anything, you know, mm-hmm. and, and just making it 
making life so much more easy breezy rather than just like, oh my gosh, like clenching our, you know, physical. And then we clench when we clench our physical, it's like our insides to our whole system is just like, we're not open to anything. Right. But like when, when you can just be with like all aspects of yourselves and, and love yourself and um, yeah, you, you don't have to chase anything ever. And so I think that's one of the biggest things that Reiki and at, at the whole hungry for happiness thing is that for me is being able to be open to receive, because I feel like also too, in the self-help world and all this, we want to give, right? Like, or like givers and we want to make other people feel good, but you've got to really like make yourself feel good first. And then, and then you can receive, and then you can give from a place that's so authentic, you know? And I think that's what the world needs, just more authenticity rather than just like more like bullshit, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so let's examine um, the concept and the word love. What does the word love mean to you? And what are ways that you love upon yourself? Hmm. I think love. That's a good question. Um, love is for me just. Uh, I think it's acceptance of wherever I am in the moment. And I think um, I, like lots of people, are very hard on myself. And I think, oh, I should be doing this. Or it's a very easy, especially with like Instagram, and it's very easy to compare ourselves, right? Like to what other people are doing and what other people are whatever involved with. And it's like, you can really just like, uh, when I can just love myself in the moment, just where I am, no expectations, no, no, you know, negative self-talk and just be with myself. Um, that's love, I think, and, and vulnerability and being vulnerable, which is really hard, I think, to do, to be, but it's the only, the only thing that there is, right? If we can't really have a really, any relationship lasting relationship if we can't be vulnerable and that goes for ourselves too we have to be vulnerable with ourselves and so when we can do that without the external reaching for external validations external comforts numbing um we can be like oh wow this is me and so for I think for so many years I numbed out a lot with food alcohol boys everything and and I feel like in the last few years now, I'm just kind of like re, re, relearning who I am and like understanding exactly, you know, who I am, good and bad. Um, but yeah, love and how do I give myself love was the question. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm like, I always find, I find I'm the most free when I'm in nature. So just being in nature, just by myself, taking myself out for dinner, doing things, um, taking care of doing my passions, basically. Like when I'm doing, doing things that I'm passionate about, like I started like doing good vintage because I, like, I love fashion. And I love all that kind of stuff. So when I do stuff like that, it's like you don't even think about needing anything else when you're doing your passion. 
Like does, it doesn't even matter or like anyone's opinion of anything doesn't matter when you're doing what feels aligned for you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so I think that's when you kind of know when you're, when you're, that's when I'm giving myself the most love is when I'm doing those things and, um, not procrastinating on, on what I know I'm here to do, you know? And like, mm-hmm. and, and it's ebb and flows because like, it can always change like what you're here, you know, you can, new passions arise and this and that, but like when you're in that moment, it's like a meditative state, right? And you're just flowing with like your natural gifts and abilities. It feels so good. Um, so that's when I know when I'm giving myself the most love. Yeah. Mm. That's how I give myself love. One, one way that I give myself self-love is through my yoga practice, um, mm. which has been very dear and close to my heart for over a decade now. And I know yoga has played an influential role in your story. So let's talk about yoga. What does yoga mean to you, Brittany? What have you learned from your yoga practice and how has it transformed you? Mm, I think just like it's very getting into the body and getting into uh getting on my mat and I really like going to like different teachers and learning new things. Um, just recently, actually, because now studios are opening up again and I hadn't practiced in a studio in so long and just self-practice. And it's so interesting. Cause it's like, I feel like it's just like letting the ego go and letting like, I feel like, Oh, I should, I should be better. I should be whatever. But just recently I'm in this, in this studio that I hadn't been to before. And there it's the hardest, it's the hardest teacher I've ever had in my life. I'm literally the worst person in there. (laughs) And, but I, and I, and it's so funny because like years ago, I would have been like, Oh, I'm never going back to that class. Or like, he'll say like sassy things. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's so embarrassing. But then I'm like, I just keep going back. And I'm like, I, and every time I feel like a little bit stronger and like I'm pushing through a little bit more. And like, you, that's when you grow, right? When you can like let your ego like drop it. Like when in yoga, just like sweat it off. And then, yeah, there's a couple of times, like I'm like years ago, if like my t- I, yoga teacher had said that to me, I would have been like, oh, I'm never going back to this class. Like, cause my ego would be so inflated, but I'm like, no, no, no. I just like, keep going back, keep going back. And, and I've found that I'm, I'm learning a lot. So, so that's, so that's where I'm at in the current moment, but yeah. yeah, but just like getting out of, and it's, you always, I always find I learn different things through different teachers and it's so beautiful. And, um, I love teaching as well. Um, but I feel like that's the main thing, right? It's like, we're all as much students as we are teachers all mm-hmm. the time and so just being a better student in 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 yoga and and in life in general I think right like we so much to learn from from all humans all the time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Spe- speaking of which you've lived all around the world um, what has been the commonality you've found amongst people around the world whether that be in New Zealand um, Indonesia, Toronto, Winnipeg, mm. and all the places you've lived. What has been the commonality you've seen amongst people in all your travels? Oh, that's, I like that question. That's really interesting. Um, that's the commonality of people. I think, uh, there's, I think, 
I've been so lucky to have met so many beautiful souls all over the world and like learn lessons from each of them. And oh, it's been, I, I'm in the, I'm kind of like writing some stuff right now because I, I there's just, so, there's, I've had so many lessons, but I think the common, the common thing is, is that we all, we all just want to be seen. We all just want to be loved. Um, and no one knows what they're doing, really. Everyone is just <laughs> like life. It's like surprise your life. Like we didn't, no one asked to be here, you know, but it's like, what are we doing with like our life? But like everyone's sort of, I don't want to say like loss, but everyone's just kind of like here, you know, everyone's just here. Yeah, it's a common denominator. Everyone's just here. But um, you know, everyone is just craving, craving love and craving to be seen you know and and everyone is living in their in their reality right of like what they've been given and there's so much there's so much there's as much love as there is there's a lot of there's a lot of pain there's a lot of hurt there's a lot of scars right and um yeah. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. no matter how hard someone's exterior is, there's just like, they just want love. Like we're all just mm-hmm. human. We all just want to be loved, you know? And yeah, mm-hmm. so everyone just wants to be seen and loved. Yeah. So you've mentioned so many lessons learned upon the way um, through all your travels, through all your highs and lows that is life. Through it all, what do you feel is the number one life lesson that you've learned on your past thus far that you feel called to share to Bianca, myself, and the audience today? Mm, my biggest lesson is oh wow, that's a that's a good question. My biggest lesson is probably that there is there's so, 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 so much to learn and not everyone has it figured out and nobody, nobody cares as much as you think that they care really, you know, and as much love and beauty as there is to, to have, there's, we only, we only have ourselves and you have to, if you're not comfortable with yourself, you're never going to be comfortable in any situation, you know? And I think that's my biggest lesson is Mm -hmm. becoming comfortable with me. And uh, because I feel like that was, and it's ironic because like trap, I think I did a lot of traveling, a lot of running, a lot of escaping to, to find me. Right. But in all those places, I found the same things just keep coming up, the same lessons, the same whatever, um, the same, yeah, the same lessons. And, and I, I really feel that we absolutely always just have ourselves and finding comfort um, and healthy comfort and in, in ourselves is, is, the, is the way that I think we as individuals and you know can change can change the the world really and mm-hmm. yeah because the world is just people right we're all it's just human we think of it as so big but it's like when we can just 
be ourselves. We allow in that moment, another person to be themselves and another person. And so, so yeah, mm -hmm. I feel really lucky to, to have been able to meet a lot of beautiful souls that have um, supported me and, you know, inspired mm -hmm. me, I think. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. And thank you for all the wisdom, the authenticity and the light that you shared with us in this conversation. And um, I want to be responsible with our time. And that leads us to our final two questions that we ask every guest. And that time okay. is now. And the first question is, in three words, how would you describe the experience you're having on this earth? Three, three words. Um, okay, probably um, wild. <laughs> <laughs> wild, wild, beautiful, and um, uh, what's the word? Uh, just ever flowing, just like, yeah, yeah, just continuous, continuous movement. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sense. sharing that. Yeah, yeah, that absolutely makes sense. And this next part, um, may or may not make sense to to people listening and that is i'm about to play with some magic i'm going to transform us into the future i believe we're all magicians uh inside and we can we can play with time and we're going to travel right now we're going to travel to the future we're going to travel into the future and we're going to be alongside an 85 year old Brittany ann friesen where are you who are you what what are you doing and what is the legacy that you've left on your time here on earth? Mm, that's a beautiful question. Wow. Thanks. Um, 85 year old me, I'm going to be somewhere by the ocean. Um, and I will have left a legacy of love and healing and um, just just uh, probably have written a couple of books of my journey and um, been able to hopefully been able to have helped women um, come into their power um, and so that they can help others come into their power. I think um, really stepping into that, that's my big, big passion and and, and this like diet culture of the way that society views women, you know, be a part of that in some way. And yeah, probably have a few grandkids, probably <laughs> um, a lover or lovers, who knows? And yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's stay with that 85 year old Brit just a little longer. I want you to feel that ocean breeze on your body full of love, full of healing. You've expressed yourself through your writing, through your books, and through empowering women to come into their own. And I'm going to take us back to the now, the infinite now. But that 85-year-old Brit, she sends, she sends you a message. What does she whisper to you in your ear today? Oh, that's um, probably you are loved, you are good enough. Keep going. Beautiful. Thank you. You are loved. You are good enough. And I'm rooting for you, Britt. 
Oh, Keep on Derek, going. thank you. Your positive is <laughs> so good. I'm so excited for you too. And just so happy of like where you are in your life right now. It's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. It's been a pleasure yeah. reconnecting. Britt, totally. what are your, I mean, Bianca, what are your closing thoughts, your closing words on this episode? Okay. You shared so many important, like essential pieces, even just for me hearing you speak on, on how to feel at home in ourselves and how we really do tend to seek outside and we think that this next thing is going to bring us happiness or um, we we do have these longings and you speak truths that we all experience all of us the search for just feeling loved and feeling like we don't need to chase anything and mm. I really appreciate how you're being that voice to remind people out there that we have a home within ourselves and that we can create that sense of safety within ourselves. And um, I'm really happy that people can also reach out to you if they need support so that they can find that, that place of safety and of comfort within themselves wherever they are and to also all remind each other that we can create whatever we want and that we can overcome our fears. So it's just a beautiful reminder for everybody listening right now to take that step, to do that thing that lights us up and to remember that we can do it and that we're worthy of it. So thank you for these reminders. They are just priceless well oh, said yeah. bianca and they can find Brittany at brittanycoach.com and on instagram at i am Ann or her good vintage at at good vintage co anywhere else um they could find you Brittany. and any class closing words from you yeah no thank you guys so much for having me this was actually so fun um so nice to reconnect and so nice to meet you bianca and um yeah you can if you are, are interested you can dm me um my all my information is on there um on instagram is probably the easiest place to find me and then from there all my other information is uh connected but yeah thank you guys so much that was that was so lovely Mm -hmm. And to close every episode, we bring our fist in for a digital okay. fist bump. <laughs> welcome to the winner's circle. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh. You're welcome. Yeah. All right. All right. And that's a wrap on today's episode. Signing out. Much love, everyone. All right. Love.